The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, June the 2nd, and you are in for a treat because we are going to give you two, that's right, June the 2nd, two podcasts uh, that we are dropping today. You can go check out the top 25, under 25 show with Cody Benjamin that is in the feed. And on this episode, Pete Prisco's Top 100 coming up with Pete Prisco coming up the triplets with Jared Dubin ranks the best triplets around the NFL. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video and comment and tell us, I'm just reading the prompts. Tell us why Pete is an idiot for his top 100 list. I just, I'm like Ron Berger, Pete. I just read what they put in front of me. Hey, let me tell you everybody's telling me I'm an idiot already. So it's nothing new. I actually thought the list was pretty good. It's hard to do. It is hard to do. People think it's easy. People think it's easy to do, and yeah. it's not. It took me a long. It took me a long time to put together. I can tell you, there are probably a hundred different variations of that list through the process, and there were probably ten to twelve to fifteen different top tens. And I played with it, and I went back and did some more research, talked to more people, and they alerted me to things. And I'd go back and watch, and and kind of. That's how it all played out. And it's tough. To, and this was a really tough year. I told you guys that on a text chain. I said it was hard this year because the guys from 1819 to 50 are all kind of interchangeable, I think. I don't think you'd have a – think about – go to 21 on my list. Who, who is that right there? Number Just, 21 on your list is Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers. Okay, flop him down to 38. 38 is, and you have this kind of memorized, uh, Justin Herbert. I would take Herbert over. Well, and so before we dive into the specifics of it, though, I, I think it is important because it's hard to, you're trying to take a snapshot, but you're also trying to project a little bit, but you're also Correct. trying to reward people who had a great 2020, right? Correct. You're kind of peeking ahead to next year while also taking into account guys who were injured, guys who might have had a down year for different reasons injuries on their offensive line if you're running back and things like that. So you got to take it all into account. But I like to forward think a little bit. And and that's why I kind of like tr I try to put younger guys at the bottom of the list, guys that probably some people would say, yeah, I don't know how they're there. But it, it's tough. It really is tough to do. And it's getting harder. I mean, look, value of position is something you know how I feel about running backs. Right. And but you have to put them on the list because a lot of those guys have earned the right to play. They play their position very well, and they're one of the most valuable players and, and guys in the league that put up big numbers, so they weren't being on the list. They're not more valuable than a quarterback. You can take the last quarterback on my list, and he's more valuable than the number one running back. So it's you got to take in position uh, value as well and throw, kind of throw that aside and then just go how well you play the position. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry ran for 2,027 yards and had 17 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like that's – an incredible season and the Titans went to the playoffs. You know, this, that's not, you can't just 
even if you don't like running backs and he's not your airback type that you prefer, you can't dismiss that. You know, he's playing as one of the best running backs in football. And so you, I know that we, we talked about this on the text chain, you struggled and eventually flipped him. And I think this was the right call, but you had Josh Allen out your boy, Josh Allen outside the top 10 and Henry inside the top 10 and then probably flipped him at 10, 11, right? Yeah, I did flip him. Um, and that, I had trouble with that one in the top 10. I had trouble with which receiver deserved to be there. And, you know, I thought Devontae Adams and just talking to some receiver coaches and running it by him, you know, it was close between him and Diggs and they're not that far separate. I mean, there's not that big a separation between them. So I I, kind of played with that one a little bit. People, you know, open their eyes to Kelsey being at five, but, but I, you know, you know, and I got pushback from Bryant McFadden and and Danny Cannell when we about Kelsey being that high and they didn't think he should be. And, And I thought, you're out of your mind. I mean, I told him basically you're out of your mind. And then, so then the top 10 kind of is pretty easy to do. I think, I mean, the quarterbacks are all deserving of being in the top 10. Well, and I think it's interesting too. You point out that if people listen to you and listen, you know, you on the show or listen to you on CBS sports HQ and make sure and watch Pete on CBS sports HQ. You'll be talking about this for the next two weeks, but you know, when you, whenever you do these lists, you do the same thing, the free agent list, you do with all your stuff that you do when you rank these things, you're talking to people around the league. So this isn't just you watching a year of football and then taking a, a top 100 list and sort of, sort of moving it around and trying to get the job done. You're actually, you're like, Hey, look, I've got, you know, like as an, ex- I mean, maybe, maybe Jair Alexander is a good example. And I know you've been high on him since he came out of the draft, but you're, you're like, look, I'm going to have him as my top cornerback in the NFL. And so you're asking guys around the league, like, Hey, does, you know, do you, you know, do you think that's true? Is it fair? Would you put him above Ramsey? Et cetera? That's the sort of input you're looking for. Right. Yeah, and and it's it's like being a GM and listening to your scouts, and they might jar your memory and go back, and you do more work on it. And and the more I worked, did it, I thought Alexander deserved to be ahead of Ramsey. And and don't get me wrong, I think Ramsey's a great player. I think Ramsey has more talent to be the number one corner in, in, in the league, but I think Alexander played to that last year more so than Ramsey did. Do, do you ever get do you when you build out your list? So you have Jair Alexander fourteen and Jalen Ramsey fifteen. That's a little less likely to make Jalen Ramsey mad, even though it's very clear that he's a second corner on there. Do you ever worry that you're going to get chirped no. at by, by an NFL player? Because I, I no. think a couple of rankings on here, the Ramsey, you have J.J. Watt on there, 66. J.J. Watt played well last year. He, he I, deserved to be on that list. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just wondering I, if that ever – do you ever – you got to think, you're like, man, if I don't – like, if Honey Badger's like 85 on here, I'm going to get a text from him that's no, like, hey, what's no. up, man? No, here, here's this one. And, and I, Bryant McFadden pushed back on me because I didn't have James Bradbury in the, and he's a cornerback. So he loves corners. You know how that goes. And, and Bradbury was one of the guys that was supposed to being on the list. Uh, I'll be honest with you. He was in it a couple of times, pushed back out. And I have done that to a couple of different players. He played well last year. At the end, he just didn't make it. And I thought, I go, wait a second, BMAC. I thought you'd be mad because your cousin's not on the top one. I'm <laughs> And look, I love Patrick Peterson, but I bet you Patrick Peterson would be the first one to tell you he didn't play to a top 100 level last year. He wasn't the same player. He's a good player. He just wasn't a top 100 player. So I think, yeah, sometimes you get pushback from it. I, I You know, over the years, guys have said stuff to me in jest. And, and most of the time, going back in the history of all the things that I've done, whether it's predicting the season when I used to do that and playing out the season, the one guy that gave me more crap more than anybody was Ryan Grigson. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, and and I respected him for it because I picked him to go one and fifteen one year. I think it was that <laughs> one first year, and I was sitting. And I really didn't. I knew Ryan from scouting a little bit, and we hadn't spent a lot of time together. So they put me with him, and I sat in his golf cart at at the Colts facility watching practice. And he comes over and he walks over and he goes one and fifteen, <laughs> and I go. You know what? I go. I respect you for bringing it up and saying it. And I, and I had a good relationship with him ever since. So I, I don't mind pushback from guys. And if you, this, you know, look, there's been guys that have blocked me. I don't, not necessarily, you know, for the under overrated, underrated. I used to do. I used to get blocked all the time. Cam Chancellor. Hey, three fourths of the Legion of Boom blocked me at one point. So <laughs> I was. Richard Sherman still hasn't unblocked me. Really? So, yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Because remember, I used to tweet out pictures of him holding. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's not a huge uh, Pete Prisco fan, perhaps. No, no, the, he's not. What, do you, what did you, so you mentioned injuries. I was you know, just sort of rolling through here, and, and Joe Burrow checks in at 95. No question about it, Joe Burrow can be awesome. But, you know, how do you, how do you work on a guy who, you, you know, has one season of work, and it's an incomplete season, and then, you know, we think he'll probably be fine because ACLs are, are like knee sprains or like, you know, ankle sprains these days. Um, but we don't know how he'll come back and we don't know how he'll be with this, you know, questionable offensive line. How do you how do you factor in a situation like that? Well, the offensive line should be better than what it was last sure. year. OK, so they're going to be better. They drafted the Carmen kid out of out of Clemson. Whether you like him or not, he's going to be a starting guard. They should be better. Riley Reef will be there as well. And that means Bobby Hart's not. That's a good thing. Uh, so I think they'll be better in front of him. It was hard for me to put Joe, you know how I feel about Joe Burrow, but if I have Justin Herbert at 38, if Joe Burrow had played out the entire season, he might end up being the rookie, the offensive rookie of the year. So it's kind of a projection. I don't think the knee's going to bother him. I really don't. I think he'd be better now if his offensive line is that much better. And so I do think that, uh, you know, getting the weapon, you know, getting Jamar Chase is going to help him. I think he's going to be better next year and he'll be higher up in the list. I got pushback from Danny Cannell and, and BMAC on, or particularly Cannell. He said Justin Herbert shouldn't be 38. And I, he said he would take Matt Ryan over Justin Herbert. You, you know I love Matt Ryan, but sure. he's, not, he, he's not ahead of, of Justin Herbert. He would take Dak Prescott over Justin Herbert. Maybe some people would. But I think if you offer the two of those guys up in a draft, that most people in the league would take Justin Herbert. If there's a trade situation, like if the Chargers called the Cowboys, or the Cowboys called the Chargers and said, hey, we'll give you Dak for Justin Herbert, the Chargers are hanging up the phone. Okay, here's one. What if the Packers called him Rodgers for, for Herbert? Would you do it? We talked about this. No, hell no. If you're hell the Chargers, no. You don't do it. No. Look, Rodgers is a Hall of Fame, all-time right. great quarterback, and he's still playing and, clearly an MVP right. level, but Herbert's on a rookie contract and just put up a historically great first season, right. making anybody who criticized him coming to the draft look like a total moron. And, and then, you know, Danny pushed back and he said, well, Matt Ryan's situation. Well, you know, it isn't exactly like Justin Herbert played in front of the greatest offensive line in the world last year. They had basically and he had guys, the same situation. And they were banged up last year on the outside. You know, they, they, so, yeah, I think when you look at it, I think Herbert is deserving of where he is. And I think Burrow would be, high, would be higher on the list had he played. The one, you know, Baker Mayfield was tough for me. And, you know, he was one that I left off. I had him at the bottom, moved him back out again. And, and I like Baker Mayfield. I think, don't get me wrong, I love the way he plays the game. I love his passion. I love him being feisty. But when you look at that offense, it's predicated on running the football, not on him. And so he played well in it, but it's not on him. I, I wouldn't – I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. And I would not have Baker Mayfield 
in the top 100, especially when I think, I think he's, I think he, you know, he made your just missed list and that that's exactly where he belongs. But when you start looking at some of the guys who are also off the list, in particular, two guys from the jets and uh, Makai Becton and Quinn Williams, who I probably would have had on the list, but I'm, I, you know, I had, Be- I had Becton on and took him off. Yeah. Again, a little bit more of a projection. There were guys that were on that I took off. Von well, Miller. I, um, I was scared. I told you, I was scared not to put Von Miller on it because I think he's going to surprise people this year. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's that was the other guy. You know, the other thing too. Uh, my buddy Bill Barnwell always points out: if you're gonna if you're gonna rip if you're gonna talk about a snub, you need to say who are you gonna replace him with. So that's the problem too. You can't say, well, this guy's a top 100 player, and all of a sudden you get to 125 top 100 players. You know, you have to be willing to take somebody off. The two guys I was really surprised that you included on this list, uh, and frankly, I couldn't believe how high Saquon Barkley was given his injuries. Now, of course, if he's healthy, he's great. Uh, he checked in at 87 and then Odell Beckham at 81. I, I love both players, but haven't really been there the last two years. Beckham was one of those ones that when I talked to the receiver coaches, they, they put him on and I, I wasn't going to put him on. And then I went back and watched some more stuff when he was playing and he was really and, good for the first part. of the Yeah. Season. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I put him on there again. If you're going to penalize guys for injuries, Nick Bosa, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, these are all guys that were, you know, Dak Prescott. It's hard to penalize them for injuries if you don't think it's something that's going to be ongoing. And, and you know, that's why if you had a couple years of injuries, then it starts becoming a little bit of a pattern and you start worrying about it a little bit. Like Derwin James, for example, he would be much higher on this list if he had been on the field the last couple of years, he's been sure. missed time. So that becomes an issue with him, which is why I think he's down the list a little bit. Like there's a decent chance Derwin James is top 25 after this year. If he plays all 16 games. Correct. He will, yeah. he will be, if he plays all 16 games, I think he has a legitimate chance to be the highest ranked safety in the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that. When you start looking at this list, does it kind of inform what you're thinking about? for 2021 from a prediction standpoint because you know you, you have you know clearly you have the the two Packers Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams at seven Jair Alexander at 14 uh Bakhtiari is still on there as well and I think a couple more guys um of course Zadarius Smith yeah Zadarius Smith Right. Rodgers has to come back, obviously, for it, to, for it to matter. But you also have the, you know, you have multiple bills in the top 15. A lot of Rams on here. Does it start to, I mean, I'm not saying it's like a preview of what you might be thinking, but is it sort of like it starts to build out your predictive process for next year? Yeah, no. I think stars drive teams. I mean, all you have to do is look at the Chiefs. Sure. The Chiefs The Chiefs have two of the top five players in the league. And, and Tyreek Hill is what, at 13? Is that what he is? Right you had there. Chris Jones at 20, Tyreek Hill at uh, 13, yes. Yeah, so you're talking about four of the top 20 players in the league. I mean, that, yeah. that says, and, and Honey Badger's on the list, but now it's just a matter of if the other guys kind of supplement around them and you should be a good team. So I think it's stars and quarterbacks drive the league, but you have to have depth all over. But yeah, Dan, look at the Browns. Look how many Browns, what is it? how many Browns are on that list? There's a uh, lot, and there's a lot of guys that were just missed that could have been on the list. I can't talk about this list without mentioning Minka Fitzpatrick, who is on there at 60 after <laughs> here's your blurb. I left him off the list last year. I'd heard plenty about it. Yes, you did. Every single member of the Steelers was tw- quote tweeting CBS sports HQ complaining that Minka didn't get on there. 
Uh, is it, did you did you bump them up a couple extra spots just to? No, no. I put them. Look, I'll tell you what. Last year, early in the season, the first couple of games, Mika Fitzpatrick did not play very well. From sure. that point on, he was fantastic. And so early in the season, I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm, okay. And then he made me look, and then he went out and made me look really bad by, by earning that spot. He earned it. He, he's played very well uh, on the back end of that defense. He's a ball hawk. He knows how to go make plays. Uh, I, I have nothing but admiration for his game. And uh, looking back on it, he probably should have been on the list last year. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, a few more topics to cover on Pete's Top 100. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you are, So if we're trying to find somebody in the list, let's say who's outside the top 50, and, is, and I'm trying to basically give you an opportunity to name a sleeper on this list, somebody outside the top 50, maybe less of a household name who could, I mean, you have Jesse Bates at 58, uh, you know, Demario Davis, 61. Go lower. What's that? Go lower. Go lower on the list. Okay. The, Legereus Sneed is the one. Okay. I, He's, he is I, number 100, and this is coming off a rookie season from Legereus Sneed, also of the Chiefs. I think he will be in the conversation for best corners in the league after next season. Wow. So that gives you another Chief. That gives you one more Chief who's a star. I love what I saw from him last year. I thought he was fantastic. Now, he didn't play the full season, but what you saw from him, you saw a guy who could cover, was willing to tackle, was good near the line of scrimmage. I think Legereus Sneed will be a long athletic corner who will be a star in this league for a long time. And that's how, if you're Andy Reid and uh, Brett Veach, that is how you pay Patrick Mahomes $4 billion or whatever it is they gave him and then still win a ton of games because you have late picks in the draft and still come away with, good players and um you know th- this is not the only draft pick they've nailed in, in recent years obviously you know no, they, and i'm going to look at some of these other guys down the list too that i and Juan thornhill too they picked up in the, the game the third yeah. round or second round yeah and, and he's become a pretty but, good player but he wasn't on the field all that much either i'm just thinking oh darius williams that's another one okay 99 the, the other corner <laughs> and he played fantastic football now he doesn't have to cover the number one receiver all the time 
Um, you know, and Ramsey doesn't either, like contrary to popular opinion, but he will match up on the number one. But I, I think he's one of those guys. Oh, Jenkins, the guard from Green Bay, wherever he plays on the line, and they haven't decided that yet. I think he might end up playing guard again. Uh, but he was phenomenal last year. Phenomenal. So those are some of the younger guys that will be, I think, higher up on the list next year. It's it's fascinating to see how these it's like all these guys on Green Bay's offense, and yet if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, it, it won't matter. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. And like, what do they have? They have Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Jones, and Adams. And Adams. You got four guys on the on the in the top one hundred, and Rodgers. So that's five. And if and, he doesn't come back, it won't matter. And, and Alexander too. So six guys in total, but five and guys. Zedarius, and Zadarius Smith. Zedarius Smith. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good football team. That if Rodgers doesn't play, they might be the third best team in the in the in their own division. And maybe Jordan Love's good. We don't know. We'll see. But it, it, yeah, he'll be the third best team in the division at best. At best, so Kirk Cousins. You had ahead of Kyler Murray. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and you know, up until the last month and a half of the se- month of the season, that would have been the other way around. And probably Kyler Murray at his best is better than Kirk Cousins, but he wasn't at his best, and I think it cost him a playoff spot last year. Now he yeah. was hurt. In fairness to him, he was hurt. But Kirk Cousins had – he almost carried that crappy team to the postseason. I mean, that team was bad last year, and he almost made it to the playoffs, and he threw 35 touchdown passes last year. It wasn't like he had a bad year. So that's kind of why I put him there. And, and people know I've been a, a critic of, of Kirk <laughs> Cousins at times. Sure. So I, for me to put him on this list, I think he earned the right to be there. Okay. Um, it, was there – did you have one – Oh yeah, I guess if we look at so you take the Packers and the Browns, they have a bunch of teams on there. Um, or you know, what are the teams where you sort of look at and like you didn't put very many players? Do you try and get full representation for everybody? Do you not care about it? And no, did you I notice some teams? It. Did you notice some teams where you said, "Oh boy, this roster is a problem." Well, Eagles don't have they don't have a player in the top one hundred. Mm. Yeah, and Fletcher Cox on the just missed. And you could make a case for Kelsey, but I think his play is a little bit receded a little bit so you know and Brandon Brooks when he's healthy was a good guard but he hadn't been healthy the line's a little bit of a mess where where do you go on that wide receiver group nothing the running back nothing defense Graham's getting up in the years Cox didn't play as well last year I didn't think the linebackers aren't much Darius Slay was up and down for me I thought he had some really good games and some awful games so I don't think they have anybody that earned the right to be in the top 100 and you know what Eagles fans must agree with me because I haven't he- heard much pushback <laughs> of that at all. Uh, Diva, would you care to chime in at all on the lack of Eagles on the top one? The Eagles are basically the same as the Lions, Diva. Pete, you're a moron. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I think Fletcher Cox was the noticeable omission for me. I, I think it's – I totally get leaving off Darius Slay based on up and down like last year. I think Lane Johnson is someone that – Certainly, I think belongs. You know, I know he has had some health concerns as well. Yeah, the, he'd be on there. If he was Britain. healthy, yeah, he'd probably be on the just miss list, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, at health, Lane Johnson is one of the best right tackles in football. Same can be said for Brandon Brooks at right guard. But I, I get it with the health. I, I still just think Fletcher Cox, despite a down year and probably on the downside of his career, belongs. In that top I, I just didn't I just don't think he played to it last year. I was just and I'm a big Fletcher Cox guy. I was disappointed in the way he played last year. Three Eagles made the just miss list. Fletcher Cox, Anthony Harris, 
and Darius Slay. Um, yeah, they about- didn't have many. And who else? I'm trying. Well, the Texans had Deshaun Watson, <laughs> and then that's it. Um, I'm trying to think. The Jaguars only had Miles Jack. I mean, there there are a lot of teams that don't have they don't have the star power, but there's something like the Jaguars are growing to something. Like, can't you see Trevor Lawrence being on that list next year? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, I was talking with Cody Benjamin about this. It's like it's easy to see. Um, it's easy to see the idea of like Trevor Lawrence being on a top 25 under 25 list without playing a snap, you know, but I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't do it. You have to wait until he plays. Otherwise it, it gets a little ridiculous. Right? Like I can't wait to see Terry McLaurin with a, with a quarterback, a veteran quarterback who can throw the football to him. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. hasn't had, he really hasn't had that. And, and so he could be a guy that could move up this list. I, and, and, but you're right. There's a lot of teams that don't have, star power i mean tampa bay i didn't put any of their secondary players on it could have put winfield on the just miss but i didn't i want to see more from them uh you know carlton davis and those guys played really well last year didn't put them on but look at all the tampa bay players on this list a ton of you know, i mean and, and they all brought they all brought them back i mean it's they have to be the your favorite they have to be the team you're picking to, to yeah go to the to win the, yeah. to win it all right no, Kansas City's always going to be a team. That <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. That's fair Because I still think they would have won it if they were healthy on the offensive line last year. I'm going to see the Bucks next week. Um, nice. I'm curious. I haven't been to see a football team live and at practice in over a year and a half, so I can't wait to go see them. I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks, and then, uh, and then I think I'm going to see Timmy Tebow and gang. <laughs> no, you're not. Are you really? Yeah. I guess they're so close that that why not? Yeah. And I want to see Trevor Lawrence zipping around a little bit. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, when you look at these things and it's quick, it's amazing how quickly it changes, Will. Like, go back and look at my top 100 from a year ago. I almost am embarrassed to have people look at it, how quickly it, Lamar Jackson was in the top 10 last year. Well, that's not crazy. Well, he's not a top 10 player now. Uh, no, probably not. But look at if you look at it, I think it's on the bottom of the list of the of the one. I, I got it right here. So yeah, I mean Mahomes, Donald Wilson, T- Mike Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, I See, mean okay. Khalil Mack. Okay. All these guys okay. fell out. Drew Brees. Okay. Khalil Mack actually had a good year, which is why he didn't fall that far. Right. He, he had a good year. He just never another sack. Michael Thomas's year was mystifying to me. I had a real tough time ranking him. Yeah. Because he, I think. Without Drew Brees, his numbers aren't going to be what they've been in the past. And I don't think, he, and and that's one guy when you talk to receiver coaches around the league, they they like don't exactly talk him up a great deal, which is surprising mm. to me. Um, and so I think his Gilmore was bad last year, not bad. He he, he, he wasn't. He's defensively year in twenty twenty. He wasn't that good, right? He wasn't yeah. that good. And then who's the four? Oh, McCaffrey got hurt. Yep. So so I think that that kind of rocked the top 10 the way that was, but even more so than that, just look in some of the, okay. You had like Miles Jeff Garrett, Wilson. you had Miles Garrett, 47 and Devonte Adams, 48. Yeah. Like they the, played they, yeah. and they kept going up. But like I had Jeffrey Simmons on the list last year and I thought he would look like, a, and he played well, don't get me wrong, but he didn't go where I thought he would go last year. And so that's why he's on the, the just miss list, but yeah. Ooh, AJ Green at 63. Oh, he was a, that was a, a, a laid that egg. That might good. not, yeah. That might not age, but Zach Ertz at sixty-eight. That might not age well. Uh, let's see. But that's how quickly it goes off a cliff for him. Pat Pete at seventy-five. You know, I what mean, was, what did Zach Ertz have the year before? Catch-wise, he was had a good year. He was a big oh, yeah. part of their offense for sure. Yeah, it, it goes off the cliff quickly. That's why when you do this, you kind of got to forward, try and forward think a little bit. 
Well, you want to reward guys for what they did the year before, but also, you know, if somebody like again, Derrick Henry, you know, even if you think he's going to fall apart this year, you don't want, you're not going to leave him off the list after a 2000 yard rushing season. No, and we gonna, all know that he's going to fall apart at some point. I mean, you would think so. Well, that uh, happens to all their running backs. That happens to. Oh, you dodged a bullet. You left Carson Wentz off your top 100 last year. I think people gave you crap for it too, Mickey. A lot. They gave me a lot of crap for that one. That was of all the ones that I had last year. Minka Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz were the two biggest ones. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of grief for that one. That makes and, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Um, I'm trying to think, looking at this list, like who, you know, Devin White, a guy who's just missed, who should, you know, clearly is going to be on, is on there now and probably on there for the next several yeah. years there's not yeah. a ton of not a ton of terrible picks like so you had stefan Diggs at 91 he's better he clearly played better than that yeah clearly better than that um yeah I, this is this list isn't that bad no but the top went rotten and, and that's why i think you're gonna aside from the quarterbacks and aaron donald who's a freak you're gonna have some change up at the top a lot of the times yeah. and, and look drew Brees retired so he's out and now josh allen is in so it kind of, and Tom Brady wasn't in the top 10 last year. Yeah, but you know who was? I'll give you credit for this. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Some will frown at him being this high since he had a good, not great year. Even so, he remains one of the game's best quarterbacks. Watch out in his second season in Matt LaFleur's offense. That was, that's a good call. Yeah. Got that one. Yeah. I did get that one. And, yeah. and, you know, now he might never play again, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's all right. You got it right this time around. No, I think he's going to play again. I think he's getting a new contract and he'll be back in Green Bay. Hey, it, when again, like you start to look at this list and you think about all those Packers players, you think about what they have a chance to do. It's stupid for both sides. Like, why would Rodgers go somewhere else? Just go try to win a super, win another Super Bowl in Green Bay. Right, you were within a whisker of uh, if you ran it in on third down, you might have been in the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. he had third down. And, and the other thing is, he wants a contract that will make him the highest paid quarterback. But I also think he wants a contract that shows. You're not going to make it easy to get rid of me and go to Jordan Love if I have just a, a little bit off of a season. You know what I mean? Like he, if he had an MVP season, if he went and had a season where he threw ten, eight fewer touchdowns but still was in the championship game, he doesn't want them looking at that numbers and say, okay, there's a rec he's receding as a player. Now we can move on to Jordan Love. Let's get out of this contract. He wants a contract. It's going to make it so he's in Green Bay for the next three years. That's what he wants. He controls when he leaves, not right. they control when he leaves. Right, and I understand that. And I get it from his side, but I also get it from their side, and they're dug in, and everything I hear, they will not trade him, and nor should they. Well, I mean, I, I highly doubt that they will. I want, one other point while we're talking about the division, I just noticed Daniel Hunter and Harrison Smith there at 75 and 77. Certainly – Hunter young, still young, but you know Smith, thirty-two now. They they've fallen down the list a little bit there. Do you think there's a chance that this Vikings defense bounces back and Minnesota's a legit? Problem? I do. Okay, I do, I do. And you know, I think bringing Paul Gunther in, people hate Paul Gunther, but he had garbage in Oakland uh, with the Las Vegas with the Raiders. So uh, and and in Oakland with the Raiders. Yeah. So I I think you know Mike Zimmer's comfortable with him in there helping run the defense. And, and then when you look at the young players are going to grow up. The corners were kids last year. Both those corners are good players. I mean, both of those guys are going to be good young players. And, and you know, you bring Patrick Peterson in as well. And then, the, you know, Harrison Smith has a couple of years left. Getting Kendricks, you know, Kendricks is, is a good player. Uh, and, and then you look at Barr and also Hunter. But they got to get more. And they don't forget, they get the opt-out back, Michael Pierce. 
Yep. And and getting him back in the middle will be big for them. So I do think they're gonna be much better on defense than they were a year ago. And you know, we we talk about with you know Adam Thielen's on the list. Justin Jefferson is really high on the list. Dalvin Cook is top 20 on the list, and Kirk Cousins on the list. This is an offense that, you know, Irv Smith's a good player. They got an, yeah, they got better on the offensive line. They got better on the offensive. They've gotten better, yeah. yeah. That's all right. I'm, I think Justin Jefferson could be top 10 to 15 next year. We have 1,400 receiving yards last year. That's he great. is, when you go back and watch him and you talk to receiver coaches, he's special. There aren't a lot of guys who can do what he does. That He might take the leap on this list that Diggs took. Wow. Which is good for Minnesota. He, if you replace, I mean, it's pretty hard to trade Stephon Diggs, have him do what he did, and nobody bats an eye because you replaced him with Justin Jefferson, who, you know, cheaper contract and not, not as good, but playing at a high level. I think Jefferson could be, I'm serious, by the end of this year, he could be 10 to 15 on this list. Wow. If so, if you were going back and redrafting the 2020 draft, clearly you have Burrow, Herbert, and I guess that's probably it because you're not taking I I mean uh, uh Tungvaloa or Jordan Love, right? There's no quarterbacks. Like there's just two quarterbacks up top. How quickly does Justin Jefferson go? A lot quicker than he went. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he goes he goes before Rugs. He goes before Judy. He's the first one he receiver taken. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he's the first wide receiver taken. And, and in hindsight, he should have been. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; I think I still think Ruggs has a chance to be a player with the Raiders. I, I just think he got. It, it takes a year sometimes for a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson is so special; it didn't even take him close to being a year. Not even close. It took him five games. He made Kirk Cousins look good. Enough said. <laughs> All right. Any <laughs> other uh, any other final thoughts on? your top 100 list that I didn't bring up that you sort of had in the back of your mind? No, the one, the Von Miller one is hard for me. By the way, I heard you guys were talking about my snubs last week, who you were trying to pick my, who mm. I would snub, who, and you picked Jamal Adams. Somebody did, didn't they? Uh, we were looking for guys that you would leave off that would rankle the general public. And so um, Jamal Adams was one of them, wasn't it? I was thinking Jamal Adams could be a guy you dropped mainly because of the trade. Not because of necessarily his play. I just don't think he, I don't think I, he's 91 and he's a good player at the line of scrimmage. He's a good blitzer. He had all those sacks last year. He's just not great in coverage. And so that pings him a little bit. Yeah, 92. Who else? The top, who, what the were the other picks? Uh, Debo, do you remember who Breach and um, Wilson said? I'm trying to remember. I do want to ask though, because something else we discussed on that mailbag, you know, there's, I think, 1,900 players in the NFL. Pete, would you have Tim Tebow ranked dead last? No, probably not. Well, he'd be in the conversation. I, I, somebody asked me that. Somebody asked me that on Twitter, and then I said he'd be five thousand, and then I sent the five thousand player, and they said, well, there's only X amount of players in the league, you know. And then I said, well, here's four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I said riflemen from all the right moves, uh, and then uh, <laughs> Mac Davis from North Dallas Forty. <laughs> I mean, who else? What other quarterbacks were there from those movies? I, I met. Oh, the guy from. Uh, there were a couple other ones from those movies, but he look, Tebow's not very good. He's just not a good player. So he'd be in the conversation for last on the list. Yeah, I, I said you would have him dead last. He's uh, by the Josh, way. Oh, speaking of Tebow, only Miles Jack, the only Jaguars player on there. Yeah, and last year, Chark, and I think Chark could be one of those guys that goes back on the list next year when he actually has a real quarterback and not the little guy that spins around 42 times and throws a football up in the air and hopes somebody makes a play for him. So I think he'll be on the list. I think he could be on the list next year. 
Uh, I also think um, when you look at the Jaguars on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen now playing standing yeah. up. And he was on the list last year, but he didn't. He got hurt last year and then the year before this year, past season and didn't play very well. So I think those are two guys to keep an eye on for them next year. And yeah. Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence will probably be on the list next year. Yeah, tre- if Trevor Lawrence isn't on the list, something. If if he's not on the list, it's typical vintage Jaguars. Let's Urban, Urban Meyer's got some problems going on. Uh, the other team, I, I I think it was really interesting to see how many NFC West guys were on here. I mean, there's a ton of dudes, but it's like it's a great division. It's like Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Kyler Murray, Trent Williams. George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, um, then Seahawks have Russ, DK Metcalf, Metcalf, yeah, Brand, I mean, Bobby Wagner, a lot of Rams, Paul Adams, and then the Rams. You have Whitworth. I don't think I'd see any Rams skill Donald, position guys. Ramsey, Donald Ramsey, and, uh, yeah, and uh, Williams, uh, yep. and, and so yeah, there's 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 a lot of a- NFC. What's the best division by far? Uh, oh, one other guy, and then we'll get out of here. I'm just going to scrolling through and saw this. How high could Chase Young be next year? 15. Okay. 15. And maybe in the top 10. Uh, he, look, you saw flashes of brilliance last year. It will come out this year. Uh, I think he's a good player, really good player. So, yeah, he could be there. And by the one, one last thing, Von Miller, you're going to make me look bad. I know it, dude. I know he is. <laughs> I know how he is. He's, he plays with a vengeance, and he's got that anger in his body right now. I think next year when I look at this, you will remember I said this, Von Miller is going to make me look bad for, for what I did this year. Well, uh, it's pretty good. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually, it's a great list. There's a whole, not a whole lot I can pick up, pick apart about it. Uh, certainly no, no Minka Fitzpatrick controversy that you got to deal with this year. Just, uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just, just James Bradbury and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's all. If that's all you got to hear about, that's fine. Baker didn't even, Baker didn't even demand a new contract. He's betting on himself too. He knows he's not a top 100 player. By the way, somebody said um, that you said take Baker Mayfield as a potential MVP candidate. Uh, at uh, around 40 to 1, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're going with the odds then. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like I think Baker will win it. Just that if the Browns win the division and win 12, 13, 14 games and Baker plays really well and earns that contract and has Pro Bowl numbers, he could, you know, he could be a sneaky MVP candidate. When all I said to Danny Cannell and BMAC when they pushed back on me is define the identity of the Browns offense for me. Is it Baker Mayfield or is it the running game? It's the running game. Yeah. The other problem I have too is that uh, with um, Kevin Stefanski, you look at Baker's number, they were pretty suppressed last year. And Kirk Cousins, 2019, I mean, he had 3,600 passing guards, you know, no turnovers. Completed almost 70% of his passes, but the volume's just not there from a passing perspective. Because they run. Be, they run it. Right, right. But that's Kevin Stefanski's offense, and that's my concern with Baker is that. But they run it to pr- kind of protect themselves from the quarterback getting loose. Correct. They, those two quarterbacks aren't two guys that should be loose. You don't want they Baker throwing 60 times a game. No. You want him playing in a structure, and he's great off the play action. He's perfect for what they do. So, I, I, I look, and I am a Baker. I think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. I just didn't put him on this list, and and I had him on it a couple different times and took him off. Yeah, I mean, the guys at the back end, as you mentioned, you had Wyatt, and I think this one's kind of interesting too. Wyatt Teller at ninety six, right? This is a guy that you know he's he's helping to run block. I mean, he's you know he's he's a nasty dude who is part of that. It, 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 it it's telling to me that you have an offensive lineman from the another offensive lineman from the Browns on there instead of the quarterback. 
because that is what they do. They want to run the football. And Batonio is good on the other guard and Treader is good at center and the Conklin's good at right tackle. And the left tackle is Jedrick Wills is going to be even better this year. You could make a case after this season that all five of those offensive linemen could be on the list. Mm, maybe they have, the best, they have the best offensive line in the league. Maybe, maybe you could uh, save some, uh, save some space and just do Brown's OL as one. Yeah. Uh, right. That would, one, that would be <laughs> like a, like a one a and one. Yeah. Uh, the no, no, it's just like, it's like four, 32 Brown's yeah. offensive line. Then you, then yeah. you can squeeze some more guys on here. So you have to deal yeah. with snubs. Uh, all right, Pete. Awesome stuff as always. Thanks for taking the time. Everybody make, make sure you go read the list. It's at cbsports.com. It came out on uh, Tuesday. Did I say today was Tuesday. The beginning of the podcast today's Wednesday, but and by the way, yesterday. Jack, Jackass is my earbud. Prince, what just happened there? The, the podcast is still rolling. Describe what just happened. So, you know, Pete was going to tell everybody on YouTube, hey, Jackass is my earbuds work fine. Leave me alone. And I think he accidentally hung up on the Zoom call and uh, the audio and the video as he was trying to point to his earbuds, which may be the funniest thing that I've, I've seen this month. So that's the show. I don't think Pete's coming back on. No, uh, Devo. Great, great stuff as always, Devo. Uh, no, it was good of Pete to join us. We, we, we can't about not talking about his top, top 100. It's a great list. Now that he's talked with us, we can hype it up and tweet about it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with triplet stuff. And then uh, maybe we'll hash out some questions about the list a little bit further with the Super Friends on Friday. Thanks as always for listening. Talk to you guys later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.